Welcome to Sounds Like a Personal Problem podcast, where all of our issues are personal, and guess what? So are yours. Our interpretations, slights, rantings, okay, let's be real, our broadcasted Ben sessions stem from who we are, where we're going, and where we're at. I'm Choma. And I'm Cassie. And basically all of this sounds like a personal problem, so let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. We're excited to be back recording the episode. <laughs> We're excited to be back recording the episode. <laughs> we just got a little bit of surprise when um, our recording started, so it kind of threw us off a little bit. But this is Cassie. Welcome back. We're excited to be recording again <laughs> and for y'all to listen. I'm here with Choma, of course. Hi, Wobby Bob. How are you doing? Good? Good. Good. I'm good. I'm, and I think I'm probably going to mention this a lot throughout the episode. I've just been sort of like floating. There's a difference between floating and autopilot. Let me make sure I specify that because I've written about autopilot and sleepwalking and stuff. Um, but just like, yeah, I'm peaceful. How are you? What have you been peaceful. up to? That, that's good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been like, like extra like chill and like just enjoying life. I know we're kind of returning back to whatever this normal is, even though people are still getting COVID. I don't, I still mm. crazy things going on. CDC is acting a little crazy. Telling so people to take off their masks. I don't know. And I don't agree. Oh my God. So I will be continuing to wear my mask when I want to. Same. Um, yeah. But, but people lie. So they can like. People- they're like, oh, we're going to do the honor system. How are you going to do an honor system in a country that doesn't... Even do a merit system. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But no, I've been I've been good. I actually tried something new this past week. For the first time, I tried oysters. Ooh. It was uh, quite the experience. One of my coworkers took me to this um, place and she's like, these have the best oysters, da 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 I'm like, I've never tried them. And I was like giving her a look like, please, like <laughs> lower your expectations of what I'm going <laughs> to like about these oysters. But I always try everything once. So I tried some, I, see, I don't even remember the names. I wish I could remember the names, but there's tons of different kind of oysters. And I put like sauce on top of them. It was very slimy, but it had like a salty good taste on some of them slime but satisfying yeah but lion king (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it was fun to try them but it's like i wouldn't be like running to be like oh i'm gonna eat oysters again like i'm gonna oh my gosh i want to have oysters it was like okay i tried it once if they're there sure i'll try i'll eat it again but it's not like mind-blowing to me but the the way she was describing it she loves it she like goes there every week to get some oysters I'm like yeah I think the closest (laughs) you have a problem I think the closest I would get to oysters really is just a string of pearls as a necklace (laughs) and the fact that pearl is June's gemstone that's I people talk about oysters all the time and I'm like just my inner Randy Jackson. It's a no for me, dog. Oh, but you got to try it. And you said I, that honest, at least something once. And I'm like, no, it's not for, it's, it's a no for me, dog. You're like zero times. What if I took you when you came here? Would you try it? No. Man. All right. Randy Jackson, it's a no for me, dog. Okay. We'll go with that. I'm but no, like I, I mean, I'm a seafood person. 
Oh, but that makes sense. But I'm even telling you, I'm not like super excited to like, oh, eat them again. So why would I even take you there? They had great burgers there at this place though. So mm. I will take you there for the burger. That's what Thank I'll take you. you there for. Compromise. Thank you. Yes. But yeah, that's, it's been interesting integrating back into normalcy, whatever it is, whatever normal is. Oh, I just, this whole year, since it's been a year now, really, that's the whole floating thing I described before I was very much like, fixed rooted you know earth sign all yeah. that but now like i mentioned i think on a few episodes ago that one song by um andrew bell in my veins where the first line of the song is nothing goes as planned um conversations i've been having with myself internally externally literary i've just been like okay nothing goes as planned so just like you know try and foresee what you can but like adapt adjust yeah really that's essentially what it what life is. It's like you just okay, you just There's roll with the punches. Normal, yeah. And it's like people need to like give people a little bit of grace. Like people are like, yeah, let's go back and do everything. Da, da, da. It's like whoa, let's ease into it. There's got to be a balance. Balance for sure. Sorry, it's kind of like Owen Wilson. You guys are right. Come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> balance. 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 Oh man, hey. he had like a reign of like a span of like his career where he was like everywhere. Yeah, except for well, I was gonna say like him and Matthew McConaughey used to kind of remind me of each other. Only now Matthew McConaughey's um, he looks like he's pledging over to the dark side. No, I'm talking about a fraternity. Well, I guess politics is a fraternity. So yeah, we could talk about that more in, further down in the pod. Maybe he's gonna run for a governor of Texas. I had to delete a post where I was literally going to write, when I saw it on Politico, I was going to write, hell, F-word, ing, no. And then I just said, Chums, why? Like, what are, why are you even giving energy to this? So I was like, no. So I may not even discuss down into the, further down into right? the talk, because I'm like, you're like, it's kind of, he's kind of a joke to me if he does. This is what America is. After, after Trump, it's like, look, anybody just wants to be, do anything. <laughs> okay. But. Right, exactly. Actually, you know what makes me laugh? If I said to you, hey, Bob, Matthew McConaughey is considering a run for governor. Truth or spoof? <laughs> be like, Whatever he's running spoof. for. And I'm like, oh, wait, actually, no, it's truth. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just like Caitlyn Jenner and her bid to be governor. Lord. Anyways, so the last pod we did uh, truth or spoof. And we decided to do it again, but now the roles are reversed. <gasps> yes, and Choma is going to be the one answering. And let's see if she uh, gets it right. Please count along to see how many she gets. I'll try to keep up with how many she gets. All right, guys, Chomes is in the thought seat. The thought seat. <laughs> you know I'm messy. <laughs> yes, I know you are. Let's do this. <laughs> And these are kind of similar to the ones that you came up with. You're going to see a little bit of a range here. But let's see. Question one. The average human tongue has 10,000 taste buds. Truth or spoof? I want to say, I feel like it's more than 10,000, but what the hell? It's just the first question. I'm going to say truth. Ding, ding, ding. Truth. You are correct. Yay. That one is one that you're just like, I'm just going to guess. Yeah. The average person has about 
10,000 taste buds. But apparently the taste buds are replaced every two weeks as we age, but sometimes they don't get replaced. And as you get older, the, the, your taste buds reduce to like 5,000 taste buds. Mm-hmm. Everybody start enjoying things now. Like try to what happened with those during COVID. You know, some people lose their taste and smell. I wonder what that number looks like. I don't know. Like, did they did they get a did they return? Like, some people were like eating like toothpaste and like raw onion when they lost their taste buds. I was like, whoa. It's honestly like like this episode especially because a lot of the things you've said in the span of the start alone, I've been making facial expressions or doing things with my eyes that they can't see. So I'm like, it just sounds like I'm silent. (laughs) Okay, you're right. Okay, sorry. Question two. (laughs) Question two. Okay, so you got one. Let me let me put that. You got one. All right. Question two. The Atlantic Ocean is the world's largest ocean. <laughs> For me, it's really between, I guess, like Pacific and Atlantic, because that's the ones I hear about the most. Yeah. When in doubt, go with truth. Sorry, you got that wrong. The Pacific Ocean is the largest ocean. I had to look it up because when it said that, I was like, wait, what? I was thinking I mean, Atlantic I was thinking too. Of, like, I thought of Zoe 101 and I was like, it's probably Pacific because I don't hear much about the Atlantic. So that's probably why, maybe that's why you hear so much about the Pacific. It's (laughs) so freaking huge. I like your logic though with that. (laughs) Because it makes sense to me. I was like, I hear about Atlantic so much and I'm just like, huh, Atlantic would be the largest, but no, it's the Pacific. So it goes uh, Pacific. Atlantic, Indian, Southern, and Arctic from largest to smallest. I mean, thank you for delineating it. If you ask me again in like 10 minutes, I'd probably still get it wrong. I'm trying to like remember like random facts. So like in case I'm like a random trivia question, hey, do you know this? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So Pacific is the biggest one. Pacific Academy. Okay, got it. Cool. I think Zoe 101 for a lot of things. Pacific. They're like trying to do a, re- a reboot, I think, of that show. I Probably wonder how save they would that do conversation it. for another time. They're doing a lot of reboots. I feel like they don't um, have other things to do, so they're just like, let's reboot it. They have there's so many new stories you could tell. We don't need to reboot everything. Girl, question three, because I'm like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, question three. Sharks have over three hundred bones in their body. Truth. Spoof. They have none. Oh no! I'm thinking of their teeth. Oh dang! I should have let okay. you pause no, a little bit like, more with this it. This is good because, like you said, this is like we're learning random trivia. I don't know why I associated the bones with teeth. Okay, sharks do not have any. Bones. I was like thinking of like sharks. They don't have bones, but yeah, they 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 use their gills. They have cartilaginous tissues gotcha. to all up in their body. So they're a special type of fish. That's interesting. But at least they have all them teeth. I feel like that makes up for it. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood has done a number on sharks because I don't want to meet one. (laughs) Or snake. Okay, question four. New Guinea is the largest island in the world. And New Guinea is located... Well, I know where New Guinea is, but I also know that Australia is an island. So I'm going to say spoof. It is spoof. But the correct answer for the largest bit for the biggest island in the world is Greenland. Yeah, no, I don't know the biggest one, but I know that Australia is bigger than New Guinea. So I'm like, that can't be true. So so random. Greenland and Iceland confused. I probably should look up the history of why they named it that way. 
because people like Greenland is ice made up of ice and Iceland is green like I don't get it like why couldn't they just name it properly they always go that (laughs) feature humor it's funny because it's actually the flip side it's like same thing with Chicago it's not windy for its weather it's it's for its politicians and I'm like yeah we all know that El Paso is the windiest city next we got it we get it move on to your other jokes (laughs) They probably use the same one every year. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting to the lesson plan where I can make this joke. I'm so And I hope they get like fidgety when there's that one kid that repeats the grade, ends up in the same class. And they're just like, I know this joke. Are you going to do it? And just make that eye contact from a class to classroom. You going to do it again, Rob? Rob, first name, first name basis. You can do it again, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you got that correct. Question five, Earth has the most gravity of all planets. The sun is not a planet. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this one's hard for me. It's either truth or spoof. You gotta guess. Hmm. Oh, really? I have to guess between truth or spoof? I had no <laughs> idea. Uh, <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say spoof. I don't know. Correct. The answer is Jupiter. Jupiter That's what has, I was thinking of. I was like, it's freaking huge. Okay, great. Sagittarius. Jupiter has greater gravity in Earth because it's larger. Gotcha. That's it. Okay, next question. You got that question right. Color. Pure luck. Like Jupiter. Okay. Um, giraffes are the only mammals without vocal cords. True. That is correct. And that's probably because of their, their their long necks and stuff. But they make humming sounds at night. But I've never thought of like the sound that actually giraffes make. Because I was like, giraffes? Well, somebody in high school told me for a giraffe, you talk so much. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? And they're like, because giraffes don't have vocal cords. And then I told them in response, a bad word. So that's the only reason why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Number... Seven. Okay, number seven. If you total the number of miles the proclaimers said they would fall at your door in their song, it comes out to a total of 500 miles. Truth or spoof? It would come out to 500 miles? Yep. They would walk 500 miles and walk 500 more just to be the men who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. So spoof because it's a thousand miles. Yes. Okay. I was like, Chumba knows this song. She has to. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs. I like it so much. You know, she's so quirky. A lot in How I Met Your Mother. I'm like, I know this thousand oh. miles. Yeah, I just made that one up because I didn't like the other trivia question. Oh, cool. You made that up? Yeah, because I was like, let's just make one up. <laughs> I feel like that's a trivia question that people would want to use. I was thinking of like adding every one, but then I'm like, no, because then it wouldn't be. No, I love that. That was a question. Good, good, good. All right. So truth or spoof, Eleanor Roosevelt's maiden name is Hall. Spoof. Yeah, it's spoof. It's it's just a guessing game, like, obviously. Uh, (laughs) So Her maiden name is actually Roosevelt. Okay, I was gonna say, because isn't she, I said just a second ago, I was like, isn't she his cousin? So Yeah, I was, I just saw that. I was like, wait, what? They were distant cousins. No, those two, 
I think I know way too much um, information on those two, but I knew that she was his cousin. So I was like, well, it's not going to be Hall. It might be like Rosenfeld or something. Oh, but... I was like, okay, Alabama cousins. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. I, was, I don't know why I was like, wait, I did not know this. <laughs> I just didn't know they shared a last name. Oh, girl, please go ahead. Yeah, let's go start. Next question. Um, uh, second to last question. Q is the only letter of the alphabet that does not appear in any name of any U.S. state. And this is in my head when I would go through all of the, right. the states and the song they made us sing when we were in like third or I second grade. Song. Never. You know, I, I still know it to this day. All I can think of is Albuquerque. So I'm going to say, you said Q is the only letter to not? In, in a U.S. state. In a U.S. State. state. Not something, I'm only thinking, so I'm thinking Albuquerque is a city. So all I know is Q doesn't appear in any of the states. I don't know if that's truth or spoof, because I forgot how the question was phrased. But I just know that it doesn't appear in any of them. Okay, so you got it right. Okay. Oh, God. You just like flipped the question. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You know, I was like, like no, not not questions. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> like not cities. Up here, like no, cities. <laughs> I can only get something. I'm like only cities. I can only think of a city. So I was like, if I can't think of any states, it has to be cities, not states. But yeah, so yeah, no. Okay. Last question. This is something that you, for some reason, I think you'd be a person that would know this term, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Jamais vous is the opposite term of déjà vu. I know jamais. I think it's jamais vous. Never? Or I'm thinking of jamais in Spanish. Okay, true. Truth. So you didn't know it, but... Because <laughs> you know so many random like words. So, but this is French, so yeah. Jamais vous describes the odd feeling that something is very familiar mm-hmm. is actually new. And I'm like... I don't know if I've ever experienced that. Mm. Yeah, I was like, there's a name for this. I'm like, have many people experienced that? But I'm like, maybe let us know, listeners, if you have. But yes, so you got six out of 10. It's not a passing grade, but it's still pretty good. I failed. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, not a passing grade. I know that's 70%, um, because if you got a 68, it was No, I know, but some, some schools like do like, oh, that's a D. Yeah. And I'm going off of what we grew up with, unfortunately, which was anything with a six in front of it, you failed. Get out. You failed. It's like, you can't take your report card home. Oh God. Oh no. I mean, I never got any. Yeah, I never did. So I never got any. I did. I did. Actually, getting six, I honestly thought I was going to get like three. So, wow. You did pretty well. And I just picked some random ones. So uh, good job. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Great job picking the questions, Bob. And actually doubly great job on that 500 miles question. I mean, I loved it. I was like, I love this song. Let me just, let's take this trivia question. Let's make this bomb. Okay. Well, actually, speaking of bomb, that moves us into our sweetie of the week, who I'm glad that Bob agrees that this sweetie is so bomb. Sweetie of my life, really, is Retta from, y'all know her. Of your life? Damn, I could go on about, you know how, like, I said, like, I could go on forever about, like, Aries and stuff um, when we did the sun sign one? It just so happens uh-huh. that Retta is an Aries, fun fact. Oh. Um, but I just mean, like, I could go on about Retta forever, so let me not do that. 
Um, I, there's a number of reasons why I could just, I just, I love this woman so much. Um, I think most of us know Retta from Parks and Rec and then now she's in Good Girls. What most of us don't know, I didn't know for such a long time. Um, some little backstory on Retta. She graduated from Duke, worked as a chemist, but dedicated her spare time to her comedic genius and crafts. She's been on the scene for decades, actually, doing stand-up, opening acts, television appearances. And then, of course, in 2009, she was Don Amigo. Treat yourself 20, 21. Anybody treating themselves this year? I hope so. <laughs> and... <laughs> One of the main reasons why I love Retta is because she's portrayed characters and she in real life she's spoken out about time and time again how she won't let the industry box her into archetypical or stereotypical black woman tropes. Even though I have my own um, like also like reservations and stipulations about that because of the mammy they portray her as on Good Girls, spoiler alert, um, we can get into Ooh. the conversation a whole other time. That's what she did not want for her character Donna in Parks and Rec and we all saw how Donna was like... <laughs> Donna was a woman of her own kind. I don't want to say who her cousin was because that's a spoiler, but like that Donna, Donna's character was like anybody else. Um, so, I mean, like she doesn't, Retta doesn't allow herself to be subjected to like all that, like that stupid dog whistling that a lot of these shows do where it's either you're a mammy or a hypersexualized Jezebel. And instead of the dog whistling, she sings opera instead. I'm telling you, this woman is unlike anyone else. And last fun fact is she's the niece of the former Liberian president Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, who was the first elected female head of state in Africa. So Retta, if you're hearing this, please adopt me because not only are you a comedic genius and I hope my comedy one of these days um, can even like measure up to yours. I also just would love to exist in your orbit constantly. Although I feel like we'd have the mother-daughter relationship where you wouldn't want to hang out with me and I would want to spend all my time with you just like my own mom does. Okay, taking a all that. Right. <laughs> I, I almost didn't even put in the fun fact about um, her aunt being the first female head of state in Africa. Because I always, I don't know if this happens to you, Bob. I used to get Liberia and Libya confused. And I know that, you know, Libya, because of um, Gaddafi and, you know, his, oh. I'll just keep it short, like his maleficence, his malevolence. Um, and of course, his just bad character resulted in a lot of civil unrest which I know that we're all very accustomed to civil unrest, especially given what's going on in the world, which I know we'll get into subtlety with everything going on. But how, how do you feel about Retta, Bob? Retta's awesome. I've really only seen Retta and Good Girls because, sorry, I haven't seen Parks and Rec. I've only seen a few episodes. I know I've seen, the episodes I've seen have been really funny. I just haven't got through the whole series. But yeah, yeah Retta's really awesome. But you seem to have so much to say about her. So I was like, let me let her shout Retta out because Shoma wants to be adopted by Retta. I love you, Retta! Her Instagram handle's unforettable. And I'm like, yes, yes, you are, Retta. You are indeedly. You're right. I was fangirling as good. I just admire her a lot, clearly. Um, but I did, I did, I know I touched on like Libya and civil unrest and talking about how we're no strangers to civil unrest right now, which I know um, following the news have a lot. It's like the way in which I just like blathered about Reddit. You could probably say a lot about civil unrest happening. I could, but I, I'm not going to say I know all of it. So I do oh, not. Yes, I'm not saying you know all of it. No, I just know that you're definitely um, abreast. Of. Yeah, I've been actually trying to keep a little bit out of the news for the past couple of weeks. But from the what I have seen, it's honestly crazy, the whole Israel-Palestine conflict, and how people are equating both sides to being, oh, they're both 
they're both wrong and da 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 da. Of course, there's wrongs on both sides in any situations. Honestly, you can say that, but you can't say that the the Israel government that is backed by the United States that has tons and tons of weapons to quote unquote defend themselves literally against, power literally power are being attacked by okay yeah Hamas is a terrorist organization within Pal- within Palestine but that does not represent all of the Palestinians in that country they don't deserve to be um, curled up in their homes to and having bombs dropped on on top of them and how many kids like 12 kids were killed in this situation and you're calling it oh my gosh they have a right to defend themselves like that they're like it's like a bully mm-hmm. beating up on a country that doesn't have as much power to fight back against it's that. not a fair fight it's not a fair fight it's not. And it's it's even like you're saying, like, nobody deserves to be cowering in their homes. Some of these people are like are having their homes blown up. I I think of um, I don't know. Have you heard that song Aliens by Coldplay? It was it was shortly at, it was around the time like something just like this came out. And I know that not a lot of people who were not a lot of people like that song, but it was like it was I think it was an yeah. EP of theirs. I've been playing that song over and over again on blasts just because of literally everything going on there. And I, the main reason why I've been playing Coldplay um, ad nauseum is because there's a line in the song where it's like, you know, um, we, took photographs. we took photographs, just some, just so history had something to know or has some to know. Because I, I just remember seeing a picture of a woman on Instagram, which was before I just told myself, you know, follow what you can, but also take breaks. This woman yeah. saying that, you know, right before they bombed her home, she took some photographs because, and that was all she had. after her home got blown up that song echoes a lot of what we're seeing with the israel versus palestine conflict of just like colonialism ethnic cleansing internment camps which like i mean aren't the same but just that whole realm of conflict and you see the massacres the persecutions and just all these historical conflicts rampant throughout like our time you have the armenian genocide you have the rwandan genocide you have the boko haram insurgency you have the holocaust i'm not saying all these things are equatable you have countless 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 like african injustice and like african descendants justice you have the syrian war you have the iraqi civil war you have all these conflicts like i said rampant throughout history that i just had to keep playing the more and more i thought about these things i loved when coldplay put aliens out and i loved listening to it now because it just to me, that song's always read, sung, and melodied like a, a love letter and like a sonorous peace treaty to any of these refugees or any of these victims of traumatic unrest. Honestly, that was wonderful because you explained it. Like, there's so many things happening, so many war-torn countries, so many crazy things that are going on. I know that the news, of course, has to report on it. And sometimes there's a borderline sensationalism of it. But like you said, yeah. this is happening so much so often and so gravely that I'm glad that you highlighted that you're just just doing what you can to like- Yeah, I was taking a little bit of a break from it. But because like, and, but from the, the things that I did see, there was uh, like Snapchat users. Oh, yeah. You could see, so people on Snapchat, you could, you can like, uh, there's like a location and you can like, press on snapchat and see what's going on in a certain location so mm-hmm. if you compare the um gaza versus like different um areas in israel mm-hmm. you click on gaza you see all the destruction all the all the the mass 
um, desecration of a lot of areas over there. And then compare it to areas in Israel, you see people like having brunch and like just cheers and like just having a nice time. Like that's fine. You're having a nice time, but you can't say it's like such a equal thing that is happening. Like, I mean, this is such a unique situation that there's more, it started a long time ago and it's continued on, but like on the surface of what I'm, what, what overall it's like, why can't Palestinians have the freedom to be where they are, not be displaced mm -hmm. and certain aspects like that? I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, and that's, that's in itself. I don't know if, if we've even have to spell it out. The fact that subtlety and true crime yet again, they're not mutually exclusive. It's I, like I said earlier, it was not a, it's not a fair fight. I don't know. And you're seeing this almost everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. I don't know why police or authorities consistently feel this entitlement to be able to brutalize and even murder civilians throughout the world. And one thing that I know that you've mentioned to me, but I don't know if me going on that <laughs> very passionate diatribe about um, cold place aliens is you, you gave me the, the key information about the U S supplying Israel. They supply the weapons to Israel. Like, so the United States is responsible for contributing to war crimes, honestly. That's what it is. Do you mind like walking me through that? Like just if you, if you know, or if you're, if you have any. So on that? actually, I'm not even sure if the bill has passed yet or that um, AOC and Bernie Sanders were kind of trying to build, uh, have a bill to block the sale of actually, it was like, it's going to be like $735 million um, um, dollars worth of weapons to sell to Israel again. But before that, Israel buys weapons from the United States. And okay. the weapons that Israel is using are weapons they have bought from the United States. And those are the weapons they're using to bomb Palestine. So we're tied into that, essentially. Yeah, we're tied into that. Like I wasn't United sure, if, and from what you told me, I wasn't sure if it was like intentional, like this had happened before or like before the, because I know that Israel and Palestine had, you know, conflict like this seven yeah. years ago. So just that knowledge, I wasn't sure if you were saying the U.S. in the midst of all this sold them weapons or if this happened before. But they were planning on doing it. I don't know if it's and gone through. Now too, is they were planning yeah. to do it again. I don't know if it's gone through or not. I didn't really go deep dive into that one. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's where they get their weapons from. So you highlighting that though, the fact that they're trying to block it from happening, keyword again. Yeah. That's where I, mean, I think culpability and accountability is going to be addressed versus yeah. intentionality or not i mean they have they they did a ceasefire between both of the the countries but after that ceasefire there was like i think a mosque that the police from israel went to and started doing tear gas and like yes. other stuff there so i'm like what well come on i don't know i mean but this is no excuse for people to be like anti-semitic or any other aspects like that but from what's been been shown and the the knowledge that i have of it palestinians they just want freedom to be in the land that they were in so i don't know it's yeah like you said true crime and subtlety always mesh together at this point marriage is like a rock solid marriage i'm waiting i'm waiting to see if you know they hit that rift in our next episode and maybe they, we can start separating them again <laughs> consciously uncoupling them like consciously uncoupling all, martin. all over this episode <laughs> like it sounds like an episode about chris martin um, <laughs> um i know for all the ways in which i ingest the news that you 
ingest and digest it in like compounding. Yeah. So it's just, and then it opens up this conversation of like, you know, silence is golden versus silence is violence, mental health versus also staying aware of these things. And then another, like, it's just this overarching conversation of discomfort. And so yeah. not trying to exercise, I mean, there's, everybody has privilege. And I know that you and I touched on the fact that we have privilege and that, that that's yet another thing that makes people uncomfortable. So another thing here is like balance, all of that, like all of that is key that I'm glad that you're taking efforts and steps towards a balance when it comes to this. Because, I mean, cause it could, it's every day there's something like the, in Ethiopia, as you're describing, there's something going on, going on in Ethiopia. It's like every day, like there's only so much you can take in at once that you got to take a break. I know that there is definitely a way to galvanize people into speaking up about things um, not turning a blind eye. This whole thing of guilting people and shaming people into posting about stuff. Maybe some people don't know what to say and they don't want to say the wrong thing. They just don't know what to say or they're just overwhelmed and they don't want to post something and then they, they just don't do it. Yeah. So I mean, to me, it's right about like conversation. It's like if you have all these people talking, who's listening? So some people are some people yeah. are listening that if you force them to talk, to me, that becomes performative. Yes. And like you're saying, some people may not know what's going on, but I'm not going to force anyone into saying anything. I'm going to post my resources, post my references. And if they're going to read those things, if they choose to ignore those things, that's, that's on them. That's one thing. But then it's just like, isn't this isn't yeah. performatism like something we don't want? Yeah. I don't want that. No, don't be performative. If you don't really know. And maybe if you want to reach out to people and like ask and have, and have questions and, and learn, that's great. But if you don't, that is your prerogative. (laughs) This is why I love that we have Bob's Bops, um, because not only do you gift the listeners, a lot of time you gift me with new music to listen to that for all the ways in which I said I've been like floating and stuff and things just aren't rooted for me that I said it last time. I was like, music, at least there's music. (sighs) Bob's Bops. Bob's Bops. This week, these are the songs that I've been liking. So we're gonna go first with, I don't, sometimes I don't know if I can say her name right. Sinead Hart. Harnett, Sinead Harnett? Yes. Harnett? Oh, I said Harnett. I, I, I even read it wrong. Sinead Harnett. Also, that means that your your heart's all a flutter because and you just you just got flustered because you, you, you love her you. so much. Sinead Harnett. Love it. Harnett. So she just came out with a new song called Ready is Always Too Late. And I just love the title. I don't know. It just like I like people when people make good titles and then you're just like, okay, I think I know what this song's kind of gonna be about. But it's basically just like a nice little love song. It's like, yeah, I'm ready, but sometimes I'm just I'm too late with it. I'm just too late, too late with it. I love it. It's been so gifting all these really cute love songs. Yeah, I know. Is, am I saying something? <laughs> I love you, baby. I love you, dolls. Yet another song that I'm like, I'm not feeling too good. Monday comes. I'm like, so I'm loving gift, like these love songs you've been gifting us. Yes. Yes. I love that you love it. <laughs> we need to do a whole episode on I love you, baby. I love you, doll. I'm not against it. Whole I'm- segment. <laughs> this song makes you feel like you're skipping on clouds. Like, I just feel nice when I hear it. Her voice is beautiful. So it's just a nice love song if you want to have a love song to listen to this week. If you want to fall in love with a love song. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. The next one is Little Sims featuring Cleo Soul, and it's called Woman. And this is just a dope song. It's a celebration of women, specifically mostly women of color from the diaspora. So Little Sims is a Nigerian British rapper, and you'll definitely notice the vibe when you hear the song. She like goes through talking about Ghanaian women, Nigerian women, Indian women, Jamaican women. I don't remember all the women she talked about in the song, but it's just really fun. And a little thing, a little thing about me with um, British rappers. Sometimes I find it funny when British when I hear British people rap because I just I just hearing the 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 accent and I can't get I can't get away from it. But you can't not hear it. Yeah, it's just a little it's a little funny. It's like I'm going to Manchester to meet my Manchester man, my Manchester babe. Like I don't even know. Like. That's not part of her song, but I just made that up. <laughs> and it. He's proper fit. He's proper fit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the song. And um, Little Sims does a really good job on this song. And she has a great feature from Cleo Soul. So it's a nice touch. I like overall. your, when you were describing your take on it, because I listened to the song, just the fact that it, it, it celebrates women in a way that, you know, we really, really ought to be celebrated. It reminds me of that song um, by Ludacris. And whoever else it was, you know what song I'm talking about? Oh, um, Pimpin' All Over the World. Pimpin' All Over the World. Yes. yes. And it's like, I know that they were lending their appreciation, not so much like to me, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if somebody would characterize that song as like objectification. And if they did though, I, I like this, I like this one, this one more. Cause it's of course like it's, it's an appreciation. It's, it's almost a deification. It's what we deserve. I'm, and it's just, it's definitely 10 out of 10. Yeah. Listen to this one. Okay, so the next one I have on here is uh, by Priya Ragu, and it's called Good Love 2.0. And she's a Zurich-based Tamil Swiss artist. I had to look all of that up because like a lot of combo there. And this is um, <laughs> a nice uh, groovy R&B track from Priya. And I would imagine myself listening to this on an underground UK train. If you haven't been to the UK before, this is what I'm, I'm transporting myself back to London, UK. And I picture myself listening to this on the train, in the tube, listening to the song you. in the tube. <laughs> I can't stand you. Listen to it in the tube. What are you listening to? And just uh, something by Priya, Priya Ragu, Good Love 2.0. Yes. Oh my gosh. So it's it's a it's a fun song. I really like it, and um, she adds her like nice flair to it from her cultural background. So it brings a little bit of uniqueness to the R and B um, vibes that the song um, brings. So listen to this one; you'll hear like a definitely different, unique sound when it comes to R and B, the R and B world that we're in at this point in time and in, um, in two thousand twenty one. So I really like it. But I think this song came out last year, or I'm not exactly sure, but. I didn't look up the date, but it's but a great song. You found it when you needed to. I did. I did. So that one, 10 out of 10 as well from, from me. And then the fourth song I have to recommend today is by Kiddo, Jadena, and Bass, or Boss. And it's called Party. Hmm. And I mean, summertime is coming. Need some party songs to listen to. 
This one is a chill party song, but this mo this one is more so a chill party song that you play at the beginning of the party. And you got to get people get people into the groove of, of dancing. This is not a middle of the yeah. This is the the uh, pinnacle of the party. This is like the beginning. <laughs> yeah, this is the beginning of the party. It's, it's party girl summer. Party girl summer. Why every everybody's like city girl summer, hot girl summer. I'm just not trying to melt in the summer. Okay, survive, <laughs> keep cool, cool out, like cool out summer. Like. Cool girl summer. We're gonna have a cool girl summer. <laughs> AC, AC, <laughs> AC DC summer. AC don't charge me summer. Oh my goodness. Inaugurative tune, like it gets the ball rolling, it gets the party started. Gets the party started, and then finally, the last song to recommend. I know Choma will love this one, and she's she listened to this before me. I was like, does Choma listen to this song? I don't know. So this is by Coldplay. It's called Higher Power. It has a lovely, cool drum drum beat. I get an '80s feel from this song. And I, I don't, Choma shares this, shares this little love with me. 80s music is just like divine. It has like a special place. I don't, and we weren't even born in the 80s, but it's just a good time. This one, Coldplay's Higher Power is just phenomenal. And I'll, I want to give Choma more of the floor to even say what she wants about this song. I, I just heard it last week. I just heard it last week. And I know you've been hearing it. I've only heard it twice, funnily enough. And oh. I heard it when it first came out, because that was around my birthday. Like, I just remember going on the, the sub. And I didn't listen to it until I, I wanted to make sure I didn't listen to it until I went onto the Coldplay subreddit. And I okay. saw that it was, it was a mixed bag. Some people hated it. Some people loved it. So that told me, like, I have to listen to it. Because if everybody loved it, I would have been like, hmm, something don't feel right. Um, but I love that you touched on the fact that it was um, 80s because then it made me think of, um, I think his name is like Stephen Winwood or something from the 1980s with Higher Love. Mm. Um, maybe that 80s vibe. Um, mm. But I, couldn't, I, I didn't identify the 80s influence until before this, um, before recording this episode. And then of course, that's when I was like, yeah, no, you can even like hear it. I was like, it. For me, so this was my initial perspective of it. it was like it drew on the influence of um, I don't know if you remember that album Milo Zolito, which had Paradise. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Princess of China with Rihanna, which was culturally appropriative. Yes. But, but it reminded me of that album, this song, because like the beginning, when as it's opening, it really does mirror the uh, the titular track Milo Zolito, which then transitions into Hurts Like Heaven. So I was like, hmm, are they recycling it? Like sometimes I don't know if artists when they do stuff like that like if they're recycling or if they're just building off a previous sound but then to me it marries like adventure of a lifetime where it's like chris sounds so happy that song makes you so happy like to me it sounds like he's so in love but the thing about higher power and adventure of a lifetime and maybe even um the overall sound is to me it's just like you just get this overall experience of like transcendence oh man I loved your explanation of that transcendence is like such a key word there. This, cause you know, Adventure of a Lifetime is their, um, is their Head Full of Dreams album. 
And then Milo Zolito is again, like I said, the Milo Zolito album. And to me, like, I like that they marry those two songs, but then they use, you could tell they used a lot of, um, in their production, they use a lot of the same gear and the same instruments and sounds and experimentation they were using in the eighties. Like, I, it's, like, I'm getting so excited to talk about it. Something I'm like, Will's drums, like Guy's bass. Um, Cause I know you said you like the drums and I said like, you like the bass. Yeah. Like Guy is such an understated, underrated member of Coldplay. I, of course, I love um, Will's drums. I love Johnny's guitar and like Chris brings so much to the table. But like the bass in Viva La Vida, when they're doing, oh, I just always have to take a moment to yeah. listen to Guy's bass because I'm like, <laughs> but I had said earlier in the episode too, like, I just feel like I've been sort of floating and I, I characterize that as like a sort of peaceful lull that I've been in rather than like the constant vexation I've been feeling for the past few years. And then sooner after Higher Power came on um, Shade's Trampoline. Have you, I think you've heard that song. I haven't um, heard it. I've been having dreams. Oh, okay. No, I have. So that song, that I feel like that song gives you a similar like floaty, ethereal. I don't know. I just like it's like for me, it's just been like this ethereal, ephemeral floating sensation that I've just been exhibiting and embodying, and it just higher power fits right into that. Beautiful, well said. That was Choma Bobby's bop of the week. Bop <laughs> of a lifetime. <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh my goodness, I love it. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you like the song too, especially because it's our shared love of the '80s. And I, like I said, some some people didn't like it. Some people really did like it. I wasn't sure if you were even going to hear it or listen to it. the fact that you put it on your bops, and then we could have this conversation about it. Yeah, it just so happened I stumbled upon the song. I was like, oh, let me hear it, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, higher power. I feel it. I'm wondering too, like not to be us weekly in People Magazine. I'm like, I told you how happy Chris sounds. I'm like, and he sounds so in love that I'm like, Chris, is the higher power you're speaking of? Is it, is it something or someone? Nevertheless, (laughs) it just, I just like the light. I just like how, how light it is compared to everything so dark right now. So yes, yes. I love it too. I know that we have, we like, we both like Coldplay, but like yeah, I, your love transcends mine. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, your love for Paramore transcends my love for Coldplay. Or my yes. love for them, so. And we will maybe have an episode on Coldplay and Paramore. Stay tuned. I feel like the way that I just blah, 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 about Retta and Coldplay, Retta play, I want to see you do that with like Paramore. I feel like, but you have a way with words. I take a little bit of time to like explain all my words. You just have that quick little thing there but I know I could get there I could get there (laughs) I'm also just like it's it's paramore like the love that you have for them again the word is transcends transcendental paramore is just wonderful I mean we just had that whole talk about Israel and Palestine and just like again when you get into music like music does this thing where of course like it it makes you feel light but a lot of time like it does embrace that darkness Mm-hmm. it doesn't like it's not a distraction or a detraction from it like it just it it really if anything like it's just it it's music is always there like there's there's a point there's always music is always reminds you of something like I can hear a song and it will transport me back to a, like a certain specific area I was in location like feeling I'm like oh my goodness like right it just brings that to you and I love like, it's like music invokes an action and evokes an emotion or even like a reaction. And that's like what art is supposed to do. 
even so like I was even gonna rant about I was first sounds like a personal problem segment I was gonna rant about something except I was just like no why not end this episode on a lighter note and conclude with Bob's bops music and keep this everybody like keep everybody dancing moving at the top like let's keep it light at the end let's end it with feels like a personal jam session ruin on that note we haven't done a quote in a minute honestly listeners thank you for your time thank you for your ears and the quote has got to be from Coldplay's higher power you've got a higher power you got me singing every second dancing any hour Oh yeah, you've got a higher power. You're once in any lifetime. I'm going a million miles an hour. And that's how I feel about you listeners. Just the manifestations of a higher power. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at slap underscore podcast. Y'all got a higher power. We appreciate you. And Bob. Yes. Thank you so much. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. We love y'all. Talk to y'all next time.